Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Apollo 13 Minute, a show where each and every day, Monday through Friday, we go over one minute of probably the greatest space history movie ever made, the uh, 1995 Ron Howard-directed feature, Apollo 13. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And I'm your other host. I'm Chris Henry of the EAA Aviation Museum. And Chris, this is a, a very home-based uh, one. We're gonna we're, we're looking at a lot of stuff going on in the uh, in the Lovell household while... Uh, while Marilyn continues to listen to uh, all the bad news coming out of uh, Jules Bergman's uh, uh, mouth on, on the TV set. And it just, uh, she has to figure out what to do next. And, and you know, one of, the, one of the worst things she's got to do is tell her kids. Yeah, I, I remember, I, I, it may have been in, in From the Earth to the Moon uh, or something where they said, if you think it's hard going to the moon, try not going. Yeah. And uh, the wives that stayed home, um, that that's... I mean, they had just a, a very difficult job there as well. Yeah, and um, we're, we're recording this, and actually this is going to be played during a, you know, one of the worst weeks in NASA history. They, they, they really just had a, had a rough end of January and beginning of February where we lost the crews of uh, Apollo 1 and uh, the Challenger crew and, uh, and the crew of Columbia uh, all in you know, this time of year. Yeah, it's really strange how that fell numerically where it was – uh, two within like two days of each other, and then like a couple days later, you know, February second, I think was Columbia, um, if I, if I'm correct or vice first, versa. First, I think it was the first. I may be wrong. Yeah, something um, like that. But it was just really strange how they uh, how they all kind of fall right in the same week, really. Yeah, yeah. And then at the end of the month, there's also. I mean, they don't really count it as a space disaster, but uh, uh, they lost uh, Charlie Bassett and Elliot C. Uh, in a plane crash in in St. Louis uh, during the uh, flight of Apollo, uh, Apollo, but uh, Gemini Nine, and that was the prime crew. Just like Apollo One, they lost the prime crew just a couple of weeks before launch. Wow. So um, yeah, it's just it's really hard stuff. And you know, like you said, staying behind. Uh, I mean, what Marilyn has to deal with is the same thing that she saw her friends and neighbors. You know, Pat White and. And Betty Grissom, um, so uh, you know they had to deal with the loss of their husbands and how to handle it with their kids. Yeah, that's unreal. So uh, I'm glad I'm glad the movie really touches on that too of, of seeing you know not just not just the astronauts themselves, but also the you know the staff, the support crew is worrying about it, and also the families. Yeah, um, and I think it does something else really good in this movie is I think they they give you an idea that yeah this mission was going on and this was crazy, but life back on Earth was moving too. Yeah, uh, yeah, by doing the home front sort of uh, feel to the movie, you know, the, the kids still had to go to school and they still had to, you know, go on with their normal life. Meanwhile, their dad was out flying this, you know, mission to the moon. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, watching Marilyn through this, she does it the way you're, the way I've always heard that you're supposed to deliver bad news is tell somebody they're about to hear some bad news, and she tells her youngest son Jeffrey that you know there's there's some bad news that your dad was going to the moon, but something broke. In the, and then the, the callback to, you know, even the kids know about what happened on Apollo 1. But yeah. His dad had talked about it. Uh, I'm not sure if you've ever had a, you've, you've had a, you, I'm sure you've had to deliver bad news to people. And knowing this as a, as a tactic, just being able to tell people, prepare yourself, there's going to be some bad news. That way they can react a little bit uh, easier to it. 
or not easier to it, but it's they're more prepared for it when you when you deliver the bad news. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really good uh, acting on the part of the little boy there. Uh, I I thought he really you know doing the pausing and and doing that you can almost see the wheels turning while he's while he's considering what you know the next the next line's going to be. Yeah, I was really impressed by the young people and that that uh, were actors and actresses in this, um, because it really came across pretty seamless, in my opinion. That you, you really believe they have known each other forever and they were a family. I mean, they they really, really did a nice job with it. Yeah, yeah, and considering you know they all met like the week before. Right. <laughs> before they yeah. Doing it's, it's like here, show up on set and say these lines, but they act, you know, and they act like they act like kids too. They don't act like kids acting like kids. Right. Um, I, you know, we've all, we've, we've all made a, we've all made a a bedsheet fort and, and shined lights up in the, you know, up in the ceiling and things (laughs) like that. So it's, uh, it seems like a normal, a normal thing for, for kids to do. Um, I, one thing that keeps hitting me about the bedsheets that he has with the, uh, the spiral, uh, nebula and the, uh, and like the gas giants in there, I'm pretty sure that used to be the floor on, I know they're all gone now, but do you remember the Borders bookstores, the kids' department? Oh, yeah, you're right. They always used to have these gas giants and, and, and galaxies throwing. I just keep thinking, did they do this in the same run that they did the Borders books carpeting? So. <laughs> it's very, very closely inspired, at least. And uh, Yeah. It's sad that we're sitting here like, remember bookstores? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I remember, thing. Not, not to derail us too much, but I remember a cool Friday night was me and my buddies would go up to Borders, and that was kind of your evening. You'd spend the yeah. evening, get a coffee or whatever. and Yeah, yeah, you just kind yeah. of wander through and see what's in the new uh, space and technology section yeah. and what the computer books were or what yeah. that, you know, game stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, uh, and you'd always look for the couches. <laughs> where's oh, the, yeah. Where's was, a good couch? And yeah, people would just yeah. camp out. Yeah, there there was something cool about that. I, I'm sad, you know, I, I understand technology is great, and you get Amazon and everything, but uh, and there was something pretty cool about just going up, grabbing a book, and if it struck you right, you bought it and had a coffee with the buddies, and you know, interacted with people. Yeah, yeah, it was you know back when people used to go outside. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can't go outside here now, by the way. It's almost negative fifty here. Not yeah. Sure, no, so. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. A, yeah, it's bad. Even in you know, and, and when it starts matching the numbers that are in Celsius, you know, it's ruined. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, oh man. Exactly. What? Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I do have a question on about uh, maybe second thirty or second twenty nine, and around there, there's a there's a felt pennant on the wall. What is it representing? I can't figure out what the letters are. It looks like S L A. It's not Texas, and it's not. Hmm. Interesting. I was thinking the Houston Astros. Was it? I mean, I know that I know that uh, Jim Lovell was from Chicago. Is it the Cubs? Is it the Bears? Is it? Yeah. I just, and he went to the University of Wisconsin. Okay, um, so it, yeah. It I wonder if it's. Yeah, I don't know where that would be from. Yeah, you know, that would be and, interesting to know if if it was like a, you know, if that was something that they put in there to, uh, you know, kind of Easter egg kind of a thing or yeah, yeah, that'd be a good question. He also has a, um, he doesn't have the the Disney version, but he has the original, well, the the wooden puppet that it was based on the wooden Pinocchio, and I just keep thinking, is the cinematographer trying to say something that she's not exactly lying, but she's just kind of presenting what's going to happen with his dad as a, well, you know, he's going to have to come back. And, uh, you know, you see Pinocchio with that growing nose, and it's like, well, she's not exactly lying to the kid, but she's not exactly telling him the whole truth about what's going on. Right, right. Huh. 
and I keep seeing that uh, that wallpaper. I don't even know if they make wallpaper like that anymore <laughs> with all the different sports things and there's like football helmets and baseball bats and it might have been it might have been made specifically for the movie, but I. I yeah I know they make like light themes like that but they're not as heavy like that is like that's yeah that's pretty in your face <laughs> yeah it's it's kind of all over the place and uh, gosh all that uh, all that wooden furniture <laughs> it's, it's basically it's chew proof I keep thinking this is a this <laughs> this kid has gotten a lot of hand me downs and these are probably like his uh, brothers and sisters have beat up all that furniture and it <laughs> to get to manage to get to where he's at so quite a thing are tigers representative of every of anything i'm just, just trying to figure out what uh is there a tiger there's, there's a tiger mask that's hanging off the map or the globe that's in the middle in like about mm. uh i want 26 yeah i don't know I, other than you know i don't they called gene kranz's team the tiger team yeah i, yeah. I you know unless that's like an easter egg kind of thing there uh you know but certainly they wouldn't have had yeah, the Tiger kid. The, the kid has a very haphazard toy room. He's got a baseball. <laughs> he's got a baseball bat par- parked up against like a bookcase. Yeah. And then in in the bookcase, he has a single Lionel engine, but no <laughs> rolling stock. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and then there's some kind of what looks like a, a bird from a totem pole, or possibly a uh, pinata. Yeah. I don't know what. I don't know what that is, but yeah, it's very puzzling. There's some interesting things going on in that room. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's just kind of all over. And apparently he, he won a couple of trophies. There's some trophies at the top of the bookcase. Oh, that may be one of his you know, older brother's things right. that just got left when he when he went off to uh, military school. Amazing. And he's got, you know, he, he's apparently got the whole uh, Woody versus Buzz Lightyear thing because he's wearing, he's got uh, stars, you know, stars and galaxies uh, bed sheets, <laughs> but he's wearing cowboy pajamas. Yeah, yeah. So just, uh, <laughs> just peculiar. And then at, toward the end of the minute, we're getting into... Um, you know, we get back to those beautiful digital domain models of uh, the command and service module and the uh, and the lunar module firing blindly as they're falling toward the moon. Um, still stunning. I mean, this is, gosh, coming up on uh, 30 years ago, and yeah. uh, and they're still just really brilliant models. Um, and you know, with all the digital add-ons to them too. Well, I think that's something that uh, you know, and, I, and I'm sure we've called it out before, but the 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 special effects and the sets and the costumes that were done in Apollo 13, which a lot of it carried over to from the Earth to the Moon, um, it's it all still stands up. I mean, it still yeah. looks good, and it doesn't. It's not dated, you know. Um, no, and and it's not distracting from the show. Like you're not like saying, oh, okay, there's the model. Now they're back with the live action. It's like, no, that looks like yeah how you picture it. You know, just just this endless, you know, flying through this fog of uh, of escaping oxygen. Yeah, uh, surrounding yeah. the ship, and I, beautiful that that uh, that virtual camera work too. Is like the camera's kind of spinning crazy. It's the camera is just a, as out of control as the spaceship is. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and it, a final look of. Uh, of Tom Hanks trying to redetermine his uh, his center of gravity here for the uh, for the ship, and it's it's changing constantly with all that. Yeah, I mean, it's like I guess I guess it'd be akin to dropping fuel tanks while you're uh, or not dropping fuel tanks, but having fuel tanks hanging on the back of your plane while you're trying to <laughs> trying to keep everything uh, straight and level. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, the nice thing about drop tanks for fuel tanks that you drop is they're hung on the center line of the airplane. Yeah. Or the, or the CG of the airplane, you know, and the um, so when you drop them, you don't really. You, you, there's a lot of weight that comes off, but there's no. You're not out yeah, of balance, it, you know. Yeah, you're you're not suddenly on a pitch up or anything. Yes, right, right. 
you know, as we played last week, we're 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 playing a lot of uh, a lot of the original audio. It's amazing how close all of this stuff is. That he's explaining that it feels like you know you're you're trying to drive with a dead elephant on your back, and I can imagine how sluggish it must be. It must be like like having a you know like like towing a trailer with two flat tires. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a great way of of showing showing them working the problem without making it look too much like exposition or having having uh, <laughs> subtitles underneath saying this is what the problem is now and this is where we're at. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, generally, yeah, a, a good minute. I mean, I, I do like this fact that we're spending more time at at the house and, and we're seeing what's going on with the people involved. Yeah. I still, I, all the way back, I, I I meant to bring this up last week, but the uh, uh, I can't figure out what the pillow is on Marilyn's couch. It looks like uh, a design of Tinker Toys, you know, with the little sticks plugged together <laughs> and the little, you know, those little wooden ball things. I can't figure out what the design is. I've looked at it. I've, I've flipped the picture. I've, I've tried zooming in on it. I don't know what it is. It, it's just, <laughs> it looks like a differential to me. I don't know. That's weird. I wonder, yeah, I wonder what that is. Yeah, it's it's like something like those, uh, the, you know, the Dolly picture of relativity. It just yeah, yeah. I don't know, but if anybody if anybody has any ideas, please uh, you know write back to us. We're always available on uh, on social media at the uh, Apollo thirteen Mission Control on Facebook, or at Apollo thirteen Minute on uh, on Twitter. I'd love to hear your thoughts on these. Things. <laughs> Uh, also, if you if you haven't uh, if you haven't missed any of our previous episodes, uh, you can always find them at the big site Apollo Thirteen Minute dot com. It's right there on the web. You can look at all the previous uh, episodes right there. Or if you haven't already, uh, go to iTunes or Google Play and you can uh, subscribe uh, just by typing in the search bar for Apollo Thirteen Minute and click subscribe, and you'll get us hot and fresh every day. But uh, we're going to go keep uh, exploring with uh, exploring what's, how they can get the, uh, the LEM under control and, and what's Jack doing up in the command module tomorrow. So uh, join us back here uh, tomorrow. It looks like we're coming up on loss of signal in about 30 seconds. So we'll see you here tomorrow on the Apollo 13 Minute. <laughs>